0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers take just the one goal lead to Armenia With Stephen Gerrard urging his players to wake up Ange Postacoglu says he could be tempted By more J-League signings With Kyogo Furuhashi hitting the ground running And Hamilton Aki's named former player and coach Stuart Taylor As their new manager I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Dundee United's captain Mark Reynolds And Hugh Keevans Given the very modest nature of the opposition I thought it was a poor result for Rangers last night Given that Steven Gerrard ordered his team to wake up in his post-match press conference I think he thought it was a poor result as well Given that Rangers cannot now afford to leave players behind For the game against Celtic Then it becomes a pest of a result And given that Rangers are light years away from Alishkert In terms of ability and squad strength They have nobody to blame but themselves and the beauty of this show, Hugh, this time, you know, I'm left with a choice here. To just pretend nothing happens and we just go on and, and pretend that we're professional in a slick operation, or do we land Mark Reynolds in it and expose him to the nation that he's just walked in the studio at five and a half minutes past six? I think you cut the man some slack. He's come a long way to it be is, here. That is true, but I, I don't know what's the fine system at Dundee United late arrival. To be honest, I got those shows running order and I saw it was Celtic and Rangers, so I just thought, you know what, I'll sneak in just at the tail end of that, let you get that out of the way, and then I'll jump in with my experience. You'd have to sneak in at 5 to 8 then. Anyway, lovely to have Dundee United captain Mark Reynolds with us, Hugh Keevans here as well. Now all that's missing is you, 01419511025. What is on your mind tonight? Pick up the phone and let us know. You can tweet us as well. At Clyde SSB uh, I think you might know Rangers fans Where it's going to be A good place to start The game last night Clearly Not the performance Not the convincing Result that you were looking for So what did you make of it Were you there Did you manage to watch it Pick up that phone And let us know We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu today Always interesting To hear what he has to say I'm sure we'll tap into Mark Reynolds On life at Dundee United At the moment Big games coming up This weekend Hugh It's all happening Well uh, Unfortunately for St Mirren Their manager Jim Goodwin Won't be at Celtic Park tomorrow He has contracted Coronavirus All the very best to you Jim If you're listening I know he's a regular listener To the programme uh, Can Ange Postacoglu Side Keep this run going The The were terrific against AZ Alkmaar midweek but by the end of the game even Ange Postacoglu had to admit that some were looking leg weary however Ange Ball is thriving and uh, a huge crowd at Celtic will be looking for them to maintain their run Rangers at Dingwall on Sunday uh, not in the best of shape right now uh, and I'm sure that Malky Mackay will be looking forward to that game Mark Reynolds now we've exposed you for cutting it fine And to be fair, I did the same Because the traffic was horrendous out there tonight So I, I hold my hands up as well, I did the same um, How are you? How's life at Dundee United at the moment? Life is good, no, obviously I've not been playing the last couple of weeks So it's hard, sitting on the bench, not something I'm used to But we've got some decent results in the last couple of weeks Maybe not the performances that we've looked for But certainly results that we can build on Good stuff, looking forward to having Mark along with us tonight Hugh is here as well And they both want to hear from you 01419511025 And on Twitter at Clyde SSB It does seem like the obvious place to start last night's game At Ibrook, Stephen Gerrard says His Rangers players need to wake up And rediscover the form from last season He believes they lacked heart, desire and fight In the first half last night What did you think Rangers fans? Tonight wasn't really about tactics and blocks 
box and what we have to do. The players know all the information around the block, the variety we need, the, the certain individuals we pick against the block. You know, we, we know all the solutions. It was way beyond tactics in, in the first half. You know, before you kick a ball or, or you worry about tactics, you've got to show fight, desire, heart. You've got to be committed. You've got to run through walls. You've got to show these fans here that you're prepared to be all in. That's before you'd even talk about tactics. And the first half performance was so far away where I wanted it to be. Listen, I've got confidence and belief we can get going, we can restart it, and sure, we can get back to the form we need, but we need to wake up now. Um, we're, we're, in, we're in competitions and we're at a club where you, know, you, you can't afford to be where we are right now. We need to find our level and we need to wake up right now. Hugh, all week on the show, the, the mood has been that, yes, we keep hearing that you shouldn't disrespect opposition and there are no easy games in Europe, all these sorts of things you usually hear. But at the same time, Rangers were overwhelming favourites last night And there was a real hope that they could beat Alishkir comfortably mm-hmm. Take the heat off the trip to Armenia And of course the knock-on effects for the Celtic game Which is just after that and so on They won, they are in the driving seat to progress mm-hmm. uh, Clearly, listening to Steven Gerrard, it wasn't enough to impress him I listened to Gordon DL in the programme last night Tipping Rangers to win 4-0 And I thought, that's fair enough Because of the very modest nature of the opposition We are talking about an Armenian team who struggled to beat Konas Key, a Welsh part-time team. They eventually got their 3-2 on aggregate. The Welsh team's manager, uh, a, a confirmed Rangers fan, thought that Rangers would win this match comfortably. Uh, it's simply, for me, an unacceptable result at Ibrox with the tens of thousands of fans there. Does it go that far though, given that they did win it? Yeah, it falls short of maybe expectations, you, but you, when, you, when, you, when you win the game. You, you've left yourself a 5,000 mile trip. You have to take all the top players now mm. because you cannot risk another progress, Nidacorn. And there can be no rest for these players prior to the game against Celtic at Ibrox. So they've left the job half done. And they are so wildly ahead of Alice Kurt in every way that it's their own fault. Okay, 01419511025. Let's bring in Ian, who's first up tonight in the city centre. Ian, what did you make of it last night? Uh, it obviously wasn't a, it wasn't a good performance at all, especially in the first half. It was really, really, really poor. Um, and I could sense the frustration around the stadium. The fans were, you could tell they were getting a bit annoyed, you know, and especially at half time, the fans kind of, not all the fans, but some of the fans booed them off the park, which I didn't like. It's not, it's not the way to go about things, you know. I think we should be getting behind them a bit more and uh, try to give them a wee bit of confidence. And certainly in the second half, the Rangers fans uh, stepped up to the mark, started singing, and uh, Rangers came away with a 1 0 victory, but but uh, we're just not at the races just now. There seems to be a, I don't know sort of disconnect in midfield and to back to front. Um, and we just in, in the first half we didn't really do anything at all. The keeper never had any saves to make. Okay, neither the doers, but you wouldn't really expect him to have any to make. But Hugh's right. We should have been two or three, maybe four goals and out of sight and rested some players. But for some reason, I don't know. It's just not happening just now. Well, that's clearly the case. I mean, Mark is standing beside us here, and 
Are you about to blame his teammates his, for this somehow? His, his team started this uh, And I'll, I'll be very, very honest uh, As I'm sure Mark will be all evening long We stood here in the studio on the day of the Dundee United Rangers no, game Oh, don't, don't bring me into it, no, no, you no, no. We, we, meaning the pundits oh, who okay were on then. duty that day uh, Mark Wilson took Rangers to win 2-0 I took Rangers to win 3-0 And Gordon Dale took them to win 4-0 And Mark Reynolds... Take it away yeah, I mean Mark Yeah the, the, the result would suggest That the answer to this Is yes Did the junior teammates Detect that day That they're just not quite At their Swashbuckling best As they were last season I don't think we detected They weren't at their best I think certainly I was on the bench So I don't know if that Played any role in his getting well, the you, got, you got a good view <laughs> I had a great view at it, Yeah And uh, I, I, I victory We were well worth um, I think there's been times Where we've went Either side of the old firm and, and you know It's a smashing grab And you get the goal But no we, we were well in the game And I think we definitely felt As, as the game went on That we grew in confidence And we thought you know We, we can get a we can get a result here And that's a, that's, got, that's a joy of Scottish football The joy of football That you go into games expecting You look at Rangers in Europe And they were expected mm-hmm. To blow teams away The other week We were expected to be blown away mm-hmm. And that's football You don't know what you're going to get On the day And I think Especially in Scotland It's a goldfish bowl As soon as you get one bad result It just seems to compound itself And you just can't seem To get your head above The, the reason that Fans like Ian are feeling the way they are Though I'd imagine is Rangers had Earned the right to Be extremely confident for fixtures like that Given what they've done in Europe in the last few seasons Alish Gert of Armenia And again I know that sounds disrespectful When I, when I put the emphasis on it like that But coming to Ibrox Rangers in the previous seasons Have earned the right to expect to win that by a couple Have they not? Absolutely I think I think Rangers last season were, were all conquering They were a team that you, you saw them coming up in the fixture list And you're thinking this could be anything And Again, they've got so much strength and depth as well that they've almost got two starting 11s that, that could probably finish first and second in, in the Premiership, such as the strength they've got over the last few seasons. So, they uh, yeah, they expect to go to, to go and win games and along with that comes the expectation of the fans who not only expect them to win, but to expect mm. them to win in, in a certain style and to expect them to win with a certain amount of goals. But as we know, and, and as Rangers fans know, Scottish football fans know that that's not football yeah. and, and unfortunately... You can't be guaranteed to go out and put on a great performance and, and get the results. And, and on the other hand, if they go the second leg and, and they get through it by, by hook or by crook, they're in. You know what I mean? They're in the next yep. round and, and it's all forgotten about and they start bringing their way back out. Ian, can you put your finger on what, what in particular you mentioned the first half? What was the most frustrating, annoying, alarming, whatever word you want to use? What, what about the first half concerns you the most? Well, the, the last season. Uh, they, they all seem to know their jobs. They all seem to know where each other would be. They seem to, they didn't even need to look up. They would just ping a pass and they knew where somebody would be. But last night, and it's, it's sort of been like this for the start of the season, they're, they're not finding the passes that they used to, even the short passes, are, they're either hit kind of too hard, they're too soft, or they're going to somebody else. Um, and I think we really miss Glenn Kamara as well, just for that kind of calm and influence, just to take control of the game. And you know, he can control a game, Glenn Kamara. He can speed it up or he can slow it down. But we just don't seem to have that. I seem the same kind of spook last night and a wee bit panicking. Maybe a bit scared to, to make a mistake. I don't know, but there just seems there's not that freedom and essence that they had last season. Ian, I think they do know their jobs. They're just not doing their jobs. The only victories that uh, they've had so far uh, against Livy at Ibrooks, day one, um, convincing but not overwhelming apparently, uh, and uh, Dunfermline who picked a wildly optimistic team 
for the, the cup tie Playing three forwards at Ibrooks And got what we're always going to get A five goal hammering So I think this is what perplexing Stephen Gerrard Ryan Kent for example Taking off at half time uh, This is a guy that, that many Rangers fans Wanted to believe in uh, Who was going to really have a great season So far And I stress mm. So far it's not happening for him Barisic They were happy that Barisic Was left out last night And Calvin Bassey came in He did reasonably well But I repeat They do know their jobs They're not doing them Thank you very much Ian In the City Centre Kicking things off tonight Let's move on to Derek and Rutherglen Derek what was your take on What you saw last night? Hi guys How are we? Good So I was at the game last night Just to take on the first cause point um, the, the fans didn't boo the team The fans booed the referee because there should have been a penalty in the 43rd minute. That was the, the, well, the wild booze were at half-time. That's, that was my take on it anyway, because the fans even waited to the referee went off and then booed them again. So that was my take on that. So I, I didn't hear the team getting booed off the park, as, as he put that. But the, the other take on it is you look at all the social media outlets and you, you look at the, the, the media, sorry, well, on social media, and it's Celtic are flying and the Rangers are in disarray. Now, let me just go through the stats here. Rangers and Celtic have... Both been proud of the Champions League. Both look as if they're going to go into the Europa group stage. Both played two games in the league. Both lost one game. Both won one game. So what is? why is it getting made as if Rangers are in a disarray and Celtic are absolute flying? I think the word disarray is strong, Derek, but I've, I've got a suggestion as, as to why Stephen Gerrard, your manager, urging the players to wake up. He accused the team of lacking heart, desire and fight. He hooked Ryan Kent at half-time. So it, listening to him... It, I, I, this isn't and, and, and I know this is our currency on this show at times But this is not always about What, what Celtic are doing Listen to Steven Gerrard he's, he's not bothered about Whether Celtic are getting overhyped or not He's telling the team to wake up And thinks they lacked heart and desire and fight So is that not the main issue Rather than Than worrying about the balancing act Between the praise given to either side of the old firm I think over the last two years At this stage of the season Rangers had probably played three or four qualifiers And they were up to speed and it was qualifiers against probably lesser teams than what we've faced this year. Now, that's not an excuse for getting beat off Malmo. We should have beat Malmo. But they're normally up to speed during the season. And for that to be happening now, it's like, well, Rangers are maybe a wee bit behind or a wee bit leggy. They've maybe not had the right summer. But we're two games into the season and they're writing them off. Rangers are still strong, strong favourites. No, you, you keep using expressions like writing them off. Who's written anybody off? You did. Rangers deserve to lose to Malmo. Because they made a complete hash of it When it was 1-0 Rangers Malmo down to 10 men And the second half to be played And Malmo yep. scored two goals So, uh, you know, no one's saying that Rangers have fallen apart You've got two stories running concurrently You've got Rangers who've got themselves into a bit of a fankle at the moment The games against Malmo And last night against Alice Kurt Although it was one, it was one in a very unconvincing way Meanwhile... Ange Postacoglu in a two-week spell has got Celtic playing good football, scoring lots of goals and the Celtic fans have their new idol, Kyogo Furuhashi. So no one's saying that Celtic will win anything and no one is saying that Rangers will lose mm. anything. You just have to go on with it. That's the business of the West of Scotland. Mark, there's absolutely nothing wrong with fans like Derek sort of maybe sticking up for their team or taking a bit of the heat off and, and believing things that will turn out fine because they might. But I'll go back to what I said there Listening to Stephen Gerrard He doesn't sound like he's interested in pointing out That oh, we've played fewer qualifiers this season Or Oh well you know we won the game And, and then that's all that matters Because those 
Avenues are open to him But listening to him there he's, He clearly is not impressed By what he's seen at the moment Absolutely And I think something I've liked Personally about Steven Gerrard Since he came in He's not looked to those easy excuses He's not looked to kind of Shuck the blame He's, he's took ownership of, of what's happening at Rangers And he's, he's led them to be The team they were last season I think Certainly my take on it Which may be a bit different From other people Is someone who's Removed from the old Old firm situation And been up in Aberdeen or, or up in Dundee And away from kind of The central belt it's, for me just now I feel as though Rangers are almost a victim of their own strength and the depth of the squad they've got and that as I said earlier they've, they've arguably got two starting 11s so they, they can put MD out and I think that's great when it's going well and the manager picks a starting mm. 11 and it wins and everybody says he was great he was brilliant but the same hand when it's not going well you then can turn and say why is he on the bench mm. why is he not playing he's come on and done well and when you've got that strength and depth as I say it's great when it's going well when it's not going so well You start arguing And you start picking I think that they're just a victim Just now of their own strength really And the strength of their squad What do you make of that point Derek It's an interesting one Because you know Calvin Bassey gets the nod to come in He sort of kept his place From the Dunfermline game Ryan Kent Who when we make our wild predictions At the start of the season I'm sure a few of the guys Probably took him to be player of the year Is he maybe Under the weather a little bit At the moment What, what about the kind of Personnel options That Rangers have I've seen um, Kent stats from last season I think it was like 15 goals and 11 assists or vice versa something very similar to that and he's outstanding so he's set his standards really really high I don't think he's had any standards by all means he's, he's, he's been well below them I think he's probably going to be the first to admit it but we're two teams into a 38 game season we finished 25 points ahead of Celtic last season I still think Rangers will win the league comfortably I still think Celtic won't but just going on to the point where I think the, the, the I think it's an agenda but the media is obviously going to have an opinion on this in a second but I think the media have been charged to get into Ibrooks and that's why the whole tide's turning on the stories in the paper and I mean you look at the stories last week Katic was an exclusive Katic is leaving Rangers Gerrard's come out and rubbish that you know what I mean the, the other stories are coming out and they just seem to be absolute rubbish but I'm wondering Hugh is this, is this the same Hugh that tipped Rangers to win the league and Celtic to finish third I'm struggling uh, to keep that, up with what that, your agenda is here I mean, me, you've yeah. got me all over the place that'll be me yeah um, you know again the, the fact that Rangers want to charge the media to get in there Is of no concern to anyone If Rangers had beaten Alice Kurt By the margin which they should have done last night They would have got praise and glory headlines I'll, I'll re- re- repeat it once more The most critical person we've heard so far in here Is Stephen Gerrard yes. N- not, not the media the, the, I've read all the stuff about Rangers performance last night The most critical person I've heard Has been Stephen Gerrard What so I'm not is sure his what, agenda? I don't What's know. his agenda? We'll try and find out Thank you Derek and Rutherglen 01419511025 Take more of your calls next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got Hugh Keevans And Dundee United Captain Mark Reynolds In the studio tonight Both of them waiting on your calls Usual number 01419511025 Or Twitter Over at Clyde SSB Let's hear a bit more From Stephen Gerrard He says Some players had to put in A superhuman effort To make up for John Lundstrom's red card He says he's spoken To the squad about Discipline numerous times Haven't looked at it back Just yet um, But what I would say Is I thought the referee Had a, had a good game um, We didn't have any complaints And one thing you need In Europe is discipline And um we spoke on so many occasions about how many times, as a team, um, we've let ourselves down and shot ourselves in the foot when it comes down to discipline. And again, um, we have to rely on people putting in superhuman efforts, like Stephen Davis, like Scott Wright when he come on, like Calvin Bassey. Other people um, have to turn, turn into superhumans and put the capes on because we lack discipline in the first half. 
there generally will always be some positives Mark um, Stephen Gerrard The first clip we heard earlier Very annoyed He went on to praise some players Scott Wright being one of them And I know that's a, a man you know well He made some impact last night Huge impact Yeah and I think he's he's made a huge impact In every game he's played Since he's come on since, Certainly since he's went to Rangers And yeah something I know very well um, Was it a young boy Aberdeen coming through As I played there um, I went and loaned to Dundee United He went and loaned to Dundee We shared a flat For four or five months together um, I ruptured my cruciate ligament and then come back from it Scotty ruptured his um, So I was on the phone to him Every other night Just chatting away And a guy who You just want nothing but success for And he's he's just I think You, you obviously see players You see players kind of You see them on the pitch You see them at training But you don't really get to know them And for me Knowing the type of boy That Scotty Wright is And, and uh, the type of guy That Rangers have signed For me He could be an absolute star for them And I think I see it in social media That the, the fans are already saying You know he could be huge And, and he's got all the ingredients There to go on And be massive for Rangers Over the next coming season Does it speak volumes that Ryan Kent comes off at half time that, that's, that's a big move that for, for any manager You know one of your kind of main attacking threats To come off at half time And for Scott Wright to replace him And, and make Rangers better ultimately is that, that must be a testament to the impact he's having at the moment Absolutely And I think again I watched the game through Kind of rose tinted specs And when Scott Wright comes on and plays and I'm, I'm the same with Ryan Jack Who I played with as well When they come on you're always wanting them to do well and, and I thought Scott did I thought he changed the game His energy and, and the way he goes about his business Yet yeah, he really kind of Invigorates Rangers and, and for me It's great to see And it, as I said mm. Just hope he can, can go From strength to strength Just obviously Not against Dundee United <laughs> Absolutely uh, Let's bring in William Who's a Rangers fan What did you take away From it last night William? Yeah hello Gordon Hugh and Mark hello. Hope you're all well Good thanks Yeah I've got a positive And a negative right The negative is Ryan Kent And uh, John Lundstrom right I was watching it last night And immediately Ryan Kent He's pulling up I'm not joking Gordon right He's pulling up his socks Out his knees What's all that about What about the game? He's, he's, he's wee petted lip There's obviously he's, Somebody's in for him right He's, he's wee petted lip Every two minutes He's pulling up his socks Out his knees Go on with the game And that lunch to him right Honestly I've seen Malk turn quicker right Malk Right He deserved to get sent up he, He's a squad player Gordon right He he needs to come He needs to I'm not saying he's not a, a good player right But he needs to Start on the bench And come on And influence games that way Quicker Glenn Kamara gets back The better The positive is right well, let's deal with that first William Because he, we covered a lot of ground there So it'd be nice to try and pick our way through it Hugh um, Right Ryan Kent yeah. um, What he wants to do with his socks or not I don't know if that impacts his performance hugely However If he's taken off at half time Then that, that, tell, te- that tell tells you story, all yeah. you need to know I wonder though going back to what Mark said Ryan Kent's bar has been set pretty high oh. And Is it all I think I'm not sure it's inevitable But is it is it understandable that he dips below that or is there something more to it? The bar's been set high for a reason because this is a really good player and that Leeds United, as everyone knows, would quite like to take him back into the English Premier League. Uh, but it's early and he's not performing. But I can't recall another player and I'll stand to be corrected by any Rangers fan. I can't recall Stephen Gerrard taking... Anybody off at half time before like that Well there will have been some Why have you done this to me I'm so, going to be inundated With people well, anyway, telling me you're it, wrong uh, But To be fair to Stephen Gerrard When it got to John Lundstrom He said he had no complaints With the referee Thought the referee handled the game well And that tells you That he'll be calling mm. His fellow Liverpudlian in for a word About his Lack of discipline When Rangers need it Mark, the thing about whilst the transfer window's open, it just leaves that opportunity for people to put two and two together. Ryan Kent isn't playing well because he wants to leave or because someone wants to bring him in and, and we, standing here, don't really know how he feels inside his own head. However, wingers, 
Across the globe At the top level do, do, Are they not always A bit like this Or is there something more That, that William and his fellow fans Should be worrying about Again I don't know As you say We don't know All the, the kind of factors there But for me certainly Wingers are very temperamental And uh, I think when they're, when they're good They're very good And when they're bad They can be very bad um, Again we had Paul McMullen Who was at Dundee United And, and would sometimes Know we a great time and, and there's players You can shout at And there's players That you try and put an arm round And Paul was the only one that used to say just leave me just give me five minutes I know it's gone terrible and I'll go home with it. And again wingers are a different breed mm. and unfortunately for, for Ryan Kent he's, he's in the goldfish bowl as Scottish football and, and uh, as we said he set the bar so high that as soon as he drops below those levels people are starting to question is it this is it that and and, and I suppose we will never know and uh, the, I think the only way that you'll get any resolution from that is if Ryan Kent comes out and starts putting in yeah. performances like he did last season I thought it was quite interesting William as well when Stephen Gerrard was asked about it today um, about Ryan Kent I think the question was along the lines of is he suffering from, you know, lack of confidence and he, he just said that that's a question you need to ask Ryan you know he's clearly not at his level at the moment and he did go on to point out I'm sure the the impact he's had in the past but he, you know he he sort of le- left it out there For the, the people in the, the media room at the time To say well Ask him and find out what he's got to say about it On, on his day Gordon right He's, a, he's the best player in Scotland There's no doubt about it I don't care what anybody says On his day is Right See my positive Gordon right mm-hmm. uh, This myth that our rivals have got That Rangers can't play in front of fans I hope that was dispelled last night You see the fans They galvanised the team last night I know we've not many great 45 minutes right it wasn't free flowing football but the effort that Harji Wright Bassey Aribo put in to cover that man's stupid sending half was unbelievable Rangers that, see that myth that myth right out the windy because the fans rolled that team last night and with a wee bit of luck we could have got them maybe the 2 or 3-0 you know. uh, Marellis had a great chance for a header there was another wee chance he could have snuck in you know what I mean so that myth kind of playing for the fans as she says in previous shows, is absolutely total nonsense. When you yeah. mentioned some of the, the names there, William, Scott Wright, who Mark spoke about a second ago, Calvin Bassey, they are what you would probably describe as fringe players. And then you add Yanis Hadji to that, who there was a tendency last season for Rangers to drop him every time a, a so-called big game came around. Do you think those three are now ready to, to not be in that category and, and be kind of main men in the team? Definitely, Gordon. I was one of Hadji's biggest uh, detractors, right? But I tell you what, see, see your boy Parson. I tell you what, Mister Devernon needs to pull his socks up. And why ask you a question? Right? Oh, wait, hold on. So you've got a problem with Ryan Kent pulling your socks up, but now James Tavernier's to pull his up. No, no. Wait, wait a minute, right? <laughs> Just a di- different point, right? See, see, uh, Walter Smith. Uh-huh. I want to show his opinion here, right? He used to play left backs at right backs and right backs at left backs. How can you not put parts in the left back when nobody's performing or put Bassey at uh, uh, right back? Wallace well, Smith used to do it all the time. Well, it, it works. It, it can be done. You because said it, Kelvin Bassey was good last night. Now we've got Nathan Patterson in his place on the wrong side of the pitch. I, I think when you have a result like last night and a start to the season, the like of which Rangers have had. The scattered gun comes out mm-hmm. And it, it becomes about He could play there And he could play there And he's hopeless And he should pull his socks up And etc etc et He shouldn't But um, You know Walter Smith knew How to approach European ties There was nothing wrong With the way Stephen Gerrard Approached that tie last night Except for The lacklustre effort He got In the first 45 minutes From the players That he picked 
Mark Reynolds, you're not a socks over the knee man. No chance. That's for flair players, isn't it? Absolutely. You just you just a standard sock length. Yeah. I mean, I was I was brought up where I had a, a ten minute meeting with Craig Brown about how socks were to be properly worn. <laughs> that, uh, so there was actually a, a close game. And, and what's, what what is the advice? It was uh, below the knee, folded below the knee. Seriously, Craig Brown would give that sort oh, of. Yeah. yeah we had we had a meeting, a, a video meeting where there was a, a video <laughs> clips of players with their socks over the knee, unacceptable, too low, unacceptable. Just below the knee, folded down. No tape. If you tape on the outside, that was a cardinal sin. So yeah, I was yeah. And if was, he wasn't there, then Archie Knox would enforce it. Archie, well, Archie Knox was. Uh, he was. Well, Craig was always there. Craig was always <laughs> there, but and Archie was always enforcing See, it. So. Classic, classic old dodderer. I'm learning something new here. We Brun and me. Classic old dodderers. That's what oh, he was yeah. in here during the Euros. Great company. Thank you yeah. very much to William. Let's bring in Martin. Same question to you, really, Martin. What what's the sort of Jump out point is the conclusion that you took away from last night. At this moment, every single Rangers player needs to raise their game uh, dramatically. They're nowhere near where they were last year, and that brings me to the point of again, I, I don't mean to for everyone. I don't want everyone to victimise him because he's not at fault for the way we are playing. But to me, Lundstrom again at this moment, I, I don't think he's up to scratch at all. None of the Rangers players are up to scratch just now, but we had a very well run machine last year that nucleus that team is still there um, granted Kamara's out but we could easily put Arfield in there we could have Aribo back in the midfield um, Hadji could even play in that position Lundstrom to me hasn't done anything at least can I concede to deserve a start um, and to take a place of players who were there last year seen it, done it won the title for us but yet he's getting in in front of some of these players now I don't know what Stephen said he's in training but from what I'm at least seeing on the park at this moment he's not up to it um, and I feel bad but to me why change something that wasn't broken last year? Uh, Hugh, John Lundstrom is probably in the process of learning that you don't get time in Glasgow. No. So regardless of what the move is and people say, you know, you need to settle in and all that, you can forget it up here. He'll have been told by Stephen Gerrard last night that his conduct on the park was unprofessional because I think in his deepest subconscious, he thought, Armenian team, piece of cake. And uh, he's... Swanned around And he's got two yellow cards And Stephen Gerrard has no problem with The red card whatsoever So John Lundstrom I think Will last night have gone Back to where he lives And realised that his Rangers career Starts today I'm not sure I've thought about this on too many occasions Mark And it was interesting that Martin's planted the seed there So when you Sign for a a good team A winning team A well functioning team you, you might think that th- that's ideal because you know th- they're in a good place, but actually, does that put the pressure on John Lundstrom a little bit more? Because as Martin says, you're then instantly being judged on: Are you adding to this? Are you, are you helping us raise the bar? And if you're not, then people are going to criticise you. No, absolutely. I think I think on the other side of that coin is as well that if Rangers don't add to and don't improve, that you get caught standing still. And I think you constantly be evolving, you constantly be changing. Or the argument flips to: We've not added, we've mm-hmm. not changed, and. I think at least Steven Gerrard's making changes He's trying to improve it And it's going to take time I think the Rangers team of last season Was two or three seasons in the making It, it didn't just turn up last season And start being all conquering it, it was given time The fans gave it time The fans bought into it They bought into Steven Gerrard They made allowances for him And they reaped those rewards last season Where they, they were They were all conquering they, they were The football they were playing mm. And again the levels that the players managed to hit was, was unbelievable So it's going to take time I think there's there's been not just guys like Lundstrom who's coming into Scottish football, but loads of players have come up to Scotland and expected the level to be not as good as it yeah. is. Maybe 
I know certainly speaking to guys who who had come up and I've played with it, played in the Premiership, couldn't believe how little time you get in the ball and, and the intensity and things like that. So it's it's a learning curve, and I think like anything in life, you can be told as much as you want. Look, this is what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to be. Here's what to expect. And you sometimes you're just going to think, you know what? I'll, I'll wait till I see, and, and it's it's mm. maybe until you get that kind of slap in the face that you you realise, look. This is what's actually happening here I don't think I would attempt to cut John Lundstrom any slack For the sending off Martin But but generally in terms of performance levels Is it not an easy one Because he's just come in I mean if you talk about Ryan Kent Or you, you talk about Borna Barisic There are guys there who've been there before And been successful And their level has dipped as well So is this maybe more of a, an overall thing That's happening at, at the club? I'm not disappointed overall with this. I said at the start there That everybody needs to raise their game um, But you've got a uh, I know it sounds like I'm victimising and I feel bad for even saying it but he's came from a team that was primarily on the back foot and always defending and trying to play on the counter and now he's suddenly drafted in a team who have most of the possession and I just think he struggled to that change from the Premier League from being defensive to the Scottish Premiership to being the attacking team and I just think he's having a hard time feeding his feet every player's not up to par but I feel that he seems to be the one struggling Somewhat a little bit more than the rest Martin, it was nice to speak to you 01419511025 Celtic fans, this might be a nice time for you to get involved We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Dundee United captain Mark Reynolds is with us tonight Alongside Hugh Keevans Let's bring in Richard and Livingston as well Richard, with your Celtic hat on What's on your mind tonight? Hi, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I think um, over the last few days, I've got the kind of feeling that um, Rangers fans are getting irritated by pundits in the press and think that they're getting on at their team. And to be honest, I don't think that's the case. Because everything I've heard, everyone's still got Rangers as favourites, and that's fine. I think maybe what's getting to them is Celtic fans are just excited about what we're seeing at Celtic Park. And if Rangers, well, I've not seen a lot of Rangers this season, but I've not seen any of them to be honest. But I, I normally would watch them. I just, I just haven't so far. Um, but you need to have a, a look at us going forward. It's, I've never seen football like that. I'm like 45 years old, so I go back to what 86 and things like that. But the, the speed that we attack in swamp teams is something that just excites me. And I know we're going to lose goals at the back. And um, I told all, the other, all my fellow fans and going forums, we're talking about the, the game coming up in Europe. We're saying we've scored enough goals, we know we're going to lose a couple. We need one more or two more. So we know ourselves our deficiencies, we know what's at the left hand side of defence. I'm sure Anne knows that, and I'm sure every other team knows that. But what we do going forward is just great to watch. Well, it's all about Furuhashi, isn't it? And uh, Tom Rogic and what's going on with him. Uh, reborn under Ange Postacoglu. If you've had a year of misery, and Richards had a year of misery, and along comes Furuhashi and uh, a, a, a manager who, in a two week spell, coaxes 16 goals out of the team in four games. Of course you're going to gorge yourself in all of that And you're going to be ecstatic But Richard and everyone else subconsciously knows Both Rangers and Celtic have gone out of the Champions League qualifiers Both Rangers and Celtic have lost league matches Rangers to Dundee United, Celtic to Hearts 
And they are where they are now And there are 36 league games still to play But at the moment You freeze time The Celtic fans are watching Terrific football With lots of goals And the Rangers fans are critical Of the way their team are playing For a fortnight That's been the story It's the factual story But will it be the same in a fortnight's time? We don't know Got a while yet Before your Dundee United side Comes up against this new look Celtic Team Mark And I guess at that point You As a club Can focus in And, and analysing the strengths And weaknesses And what you come up against But Just as a, as a footballer As a football fan Have you and your, your teammates Started to notice That they are doing things A bit differently this season Absolutely I think As, as the, the call said Going forward Celtic have been electric And uh, the, the goals They've now got a goal scorer Who's Scoring regularly And uh, I think that that's what football fans want. I think you, you talk about getting results, and I think it's the same argument that Rangers fans are having now. Yeah, they might be getting results, and they might be playing well or not playing well, but ultimately, I think fans want to go and, and be entertained and enjoy it and be on the edge of their seat. And this Celtic team are, are certainly doing that in the kind of early juncture of the season, mm-hmm. and and that that's what fans pay money for. Yeah, you want results, but ultimately, I think the dream is to be getting results and, and doing it in a, in a style and in a way that. That they can go and really, really enjoy. I mean, Hughes, right? Clearly, the six goals in six games, Furuhashi's bound to be getting the headlines. And the manager says there is a lot of J League talent, Hugh, that he would, he would oh. like to take a closer look at in the future. He says they might need to wait until January just to make sure um, to make the move. Sorry, because that that's when the the season ends over there. Um, but he certainly thinks it's a market Celtic could look at again. I've been looking at it uh, very closely. Um, yeah, I know. You know, as you said, I know the Japanese market very well. It's also a tricky time because um, they're still sort of mid-season, and there's a lot of players you you know I'd love to to sort of have a look at closely and bring over, but I know it will be almost impossible to get them out because clubs are still playing for whether that's you know, league or cup or Champions League competition. So they're very reluctant to let them go sort of mid-season and. Uh, traditionally it's always been easier to get them out sort of in our winter break which is their end of season so it is a market I, I, I know well and, you know I, I think there's there's a lot of talent there that still people haven't realised um, you know, that's not to say they're all going to be at Kyogo's levels because I, I was super confident about I mean he's dominated that league for the last three four years um, you know I was surprised he hadn't left earlier to be honest um, he was just sort of we, we were kind of lucky that you know, he had stuck around for a bit, but um, there's definitely more talent there, and it's definitely a market we're looking at closely. I mean, Richard, it's a bit simplistic to suggest that because you sign Kyogo from Japan and he does well, you then just go back and, and sign other players from that league. However, um, have you been pleasantly surprised? I'd imagine at just how well he's adapted. Oh, he's done. Um, he's done more than I could have imagined. If you think, um, if you have a player like Edward comes across. And uh, scores a few goals. Well, Kyogo's obviously scored six and six. But the difference that he makes with his attitude to the stadium is unbelievable. And the club should really thank him for that because that boy, and obviously the manager and players behind him, but that boy in his own is really got everyone going. I can't believe I can't believe Mark. You're now definitely in the veteran defender category. That's come out as very quick. I don't know what that makes you in the pundit category, right enough. Um, the importance of what a striker that you're up against does off the ball. How how much does does that actually change things? Because the first thing you're going to look at: do they stick the ball in the back of the net, and then what do they do with the ball at their feet? But it seems that, that this guy and others like him, it's, it's just as important what he's doing when he's not got the ball. And is that is that fair? No, it is. I think, and yeah, you watch him recent games, and, and he does seem to be ticking all the boxes. I think he, 
he's, he's, his work rate's through the roof I think also he's willing to go in at Hearts I've, I've watched games and you see challenges coming in and, and he's not the favourite but by a, a long shot and he's still going in when it hurts and yeah his link up play he's kind of runs off the ball he's unselfish runs where, where he's willing to run channels or run known he's not going to get the ball to open up for other players and I think as well the Celtic he's coming in and he's working on a team that they all seem to be now be on the same page and guys like Ryan Christie who are, who are kind of putting assists and threading balls through for him and it, and it just seems to be almost telepathic already which which bodes well for, for the rest of the season obviously it doesn't bode well for, for us and, and for other teams that are having to come up against the, him but yeah he certainly looks to be kind of the, the full package just now The one thing Celtic need to do is give um, Furuhashi a hand he needs a backup striker as well because you know he's come here mid-season for me it would stand to reason that the longer the season goes on uh, he's, he's going to feel it a bit He's also taking a lot of physical punishment and he's handling that extremely well. But Celtic need cover. A Yeti won't do it. They need to get... I know they're, they're after the, the Greek player from uh, from the Netherlands. Uh, that would be a real help. Uh, you know, Kyogo has captured the hearts of the Celtic fans, but he's not Superman. He needs a break every now and then. Thank you very much to Richard. Let's bring in Paul and Airdrie as well. What have you got for us tonight, Paul? I just pretty much what was just said um, before that, you know, uh, about Celtic and stuff like that. And I never seen the full game the other night there, but I was listening to it through your colleagues who were um, like commentating on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I had to shut my eyes and listen to it and sort of imagine it in my mind. But I did see the highlights and what young Ralston and the boy Welsh. I think they're coming on leaps and bounds, by the way. And you're talking about Furuhashime there. Uh, he's great, and maybe in a couple of months or whatever, it'll need a wee break. But this is where Lee Griffiths should be grabbing his, probably his last opportunity. Yeah, I think that, that just doesn't look likely at the moment, Hugh. It may well in the future. But interested to hear Paul pick out Ralston uh-huh. and Welsh. In fact, I know Stephen Welsh named in the Scotland under twenty ones squad today. I'm sure he has designs on turning that into a full cap. Um, but you're you're a man for stories. You love the stories. You love the, the redemption tale. Yeah. Is that what Anthony Ralston's on the the path to achieving at the moment? I have used the same expression in every program, and I'll use it again tonight. Anthony Ralston is a story of moral courage because he'd been out on loan to two other clubs. His future at Celtic Park seemed desolate. He was brought in by Ange Postacoglu while many Celtic supporters did not rate him. There's no point in them going back on the truth now. They did not rate him. They didn't think he merited a first-team place. And he has come on by leaps and bounds. He is a magnificent story. With regard to Stephen Welsh, he looks like the one who's guiding Starfelt through games rather than the other way around. And that has to be a matter for concern. I know about Starfelt, he's just in the country and he has to adapt to Scottish game, etc, etc, but he is seriously under par. You would have been a regular at what age, Mark? Late teens? 17, 18, yeah, oh, there we go. 18. So that's, yeah. that's very young and, and I'm thinking about the position because we always... Maybe there's a bit more cynicism about it, about being a young centre-half and how you know the experience isn't there and learning and so on. Well, how did you deal with that? And, and are you seen elements of that in Stephen Welsh? 
Absolutely, I think. I mean, the biggest thing in football and the kind of whole narrative through football is if, if you're successful and you're doing well, then then your story kind of writes itself, and and whatever can be used as a negative or whatever's going to hold you back when you're doing well, you've done that in spite of. And uh, uh, the same token, when it's you've come through a good youth system at Celtic or you've done whatever, then you, you're good because of that. So again, for me, it's just getting in, and, and obviously Hugh touched on it there. He's been out on loan a couple of times and. All those things are things that yeah they can absolutely break players, but when when a player manages to kind of get through that, that's the making of them. Mm-hmm. That that's what that gives them that kind of that standing that gives them that that confidence in themselves and that self assuredness that they go on and they can start putting performances like the two of them have been putting in. Paul, nice to speak to you. I think that takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. This is. Probably the last time I'll mention the fact that Mark Reynolds nearly didn't make the start of the show But what it did mean is that I didn't get the chance to fully brief him on some of the madness that takes place between now and 8 o'clock So he's going to have to learn over the next few minutes Beat the Pundit is up next It might not be him The coin might fall on Hugh Keevans But we need someone to take them on You come on here You answer as many questions right as you can And hopefully, from where I'm standing You beat one of these two and you get a signed ball 01419511025 Lines close at 7 the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Dundee United captain Mark Reynolds are here we're still here for another hour here until 8 o'clock if you're just joining us as you would imagine looked back on last night's game at Ibrooks. lots of disappointment from Steven Gerrard some interesting stuff from Rangers fans on the phones disappointment but some people seeing uh, the silver lining or, or the, the glass half full approach We heard from Ange Postacoglu there uh, Talking about tapping into the J-League a bit more After the success The early success of Furuhashi So lots more to come on that And numerous other stories Hugh Keems today Hamilton Ackies have got a new manager We've got big games over the weekend Jim Goodwin unfortunately uh, Cannot be present at Celtic Park tomorrow um, Because of a positive Covid test We're going to hear more from Mark Reynolds And life at Dundee United So it's all happening Let's do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. So, Beat the Pundit, Hugh, every night at this time, I set it up, I say, come on here, let's try and take the pundits on, and the phone lines light up. Every night, it is a jam-packed switchboard, and it has since come to light, I'm covering my own back here, this, this is not some sort of setup. David and Hamilton got through... And then we realised that David, I think you know Mark Reynolds. Is that is that accurate? Aye, I know him quite well. Aye. Quite well. He says he give, you give him dogs abuse every time he comes back to Fir Park. No, no, I, I give him just some lightly good banter, some some gentle encouragement. Is that it? Aye, some, aye, some friendly encouragement, something like that. Right. Well, I'm going to toss the coin. You might get the chance to take on your pal. You might not though. It might need to be Hugh Keevans. Heads, it's Hugh, and tails, it is Mark Reynolds. And it is heads. The coin. That must be trusted I'm afraid You can't You two can Meet up and do it in the pub Some other time We'll do Hugh Keevans Give you some Clyde too And that way you can't Steal David's answers David I'm sure you know The way this works You've got 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Just pass quickly And we will move on Okay No problems Let's go 30 seconds Your time starts Now Which side did Leon Balogun Join Rangers from Wigan Which team has a bigger stadium St Johnson Or St Mirren St Johnson Who was appointed Hamilton Ackie's manager today? Stuart Taylor Which permanent manager Did Tony Mowbray Replace at Celtic? Uh, pass Which English team Are nicknamed the Villains? 
uh, Aston Villa Welsh international Dylan Levitt joined Dundee United on loan today from which English top flight side? Watford Name the last team to get promoted to the Scottish Championship and then the Premiership in successive seasons Livingston Let's bring Hugh Keevans back Hugh, do you want me to tell you how good David was or will we just just leave it in uh, well, listen, an air I, of mystery? I realise what's coming here I've just been listening to Wham on Clyde too. I, I get the feeling I am now Andrew Ridgely taking on George Michael here Well, we will find out Your 30 seconds, Hugh Keevans, starts now Which side did Leon Balogun join Rangers from? Pass which team has a bigger stadium St Johnston or St Mirren St Johnston Who was appointed Hamilton Aki's manager today Stuart Taylor Which permanent manager Did Tony Mowbray replace At Celtic Strachan Which English team Are nicknamed The Villains Aston Villa Welsh international Dylan Levitt Joined Dundee United On loan today From which English Top flight team um, Liverpool Named the last team To get promoted To the Scottish Championship And then the Premiership In successive seasons uh, Livy by the way, old soldier, you stood up well to that challenge. I thought David and it's sound... not Liverpool, it's Man United. I'm kicking myself now. David, what do you think? He was a man on form there, was he not? Oh, he's done well, aye. Honestly, because you were being harsh on yourself during the news. You were telling Mark and I that your standards have slipped, you were okay last season, you're yeah. having a nightmare start to the new campaign. Yeah, rubbish. Mark, were you impressed? The standard on show between the two of them? Wasn't Very bad. impressed. I'm glad the coin toss fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's find out. I must admit, when David went straight in with Wigan from Leon Balogun, I thought, ooh. We've got we've got a player on our hands here because that that's a tricky one. One nil to David. Uh, St Johnston is bigger than St Mirren Stadium, but you both got it. So David stays one in front. Stuart Taylor is the new Hamilton Aki's manager. Hamilton Aki's fans, what do you make of that? Pick up the phone. Gordon Strachan is the answer to the fourth question, which means Hugh Keevans pulls level. The villains is Aston Villa. Yeah, it sort of hit the post I think you knew somewhere That it was Man United But you couldn't get it out in time You said Liverpool A teammate of yours Have you, Has he trained yet Been in and about It was Dylan today, Yeah We introduced him today So now he looks a player as well In his first session Nine Wales caps Did I read That's a decent pedigree yeah, Was that no. was in the, the squad Euros, At the Euros yeah. No he yeah. looks very good So hopefully Add something uh, Name the last side To get promoted To the Championship Then the Premiership In successive seasons It was Livy Which means we're level And we go to a tiebreaker Good oh, standard hey. Good standard Right David, here's the deal. I'm going to read the question. I'll inv- get Hugh to write his answer down and then I will invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Okay. Okay, the question is this. How many league games have the two old firm captains, Callum McGregor and James Tavernier, played in combined? So Callum McGregor, James Tavernier, how many league games combined have they played in? Is this in their career or just for those clubs? Just for those clubs. Hugh Keevens, show me your answer, please. Okay, David, what would you go for? Combined. Uh, um, uh, I've got to go for. Quickly. 475. Okay, 475, says David from Hamilton. Hugh Evans goes 605. 605. It's an easy one. You don't need the calculator here. The ball is going to Hamilton. The answer is 421. Well done, David. Oh, right. Cheers. Good man. Water off a duck's back. He just this is what he does. He's, he's, he's a, he expected it, Hugh Keevan, but you did well. Glorious failure. Absolutely. A penalty shootout, a lottery, all the usual cliches that you hear. And David has won the signboard. It was good enough for Steve Clark and the Euros is good enough for me. Absolutely. I must admit, that that, that was a tough tiebreaker. I wouldn't know where to begin with that. No. That was difficult. Um, but no, good start. What was the score in normal time? One, two, three, four, five all. Yep, that is oh. not bad. That is not bad at all. Although I think producer Callum has been. Um, We've been giving away too many sign balls this season. The budget has taken a it's been a bit of a dent in it, I must admit. 
And it, by the way, it's something I meant to pick up on earlier on. Have you noticed that since producer Callum started getting himself involved a bit more, that uh-huh. there's been a bit more of a tangerine feel to, to the show? Have you noticed well, that? Well, with you and DL, the claret and amber touch, and now it's tangerine terror mm-hmm. touch. Uh, it's leaving us Ouija's right out in the cold here I mean he was in awe of Charlie Mulgrew When he came in here with the, the flowing locks And I saw him rush away to, to welcome listen, Mark Reynolds into the listen, we've all been in awe of Charlie since the Euros When he said to the caller It isn't he a set of swings <laughs> That was a good line I, I, haven't, I haven't forgotten that the one caller, just yet The caller wanted everybody to get a chance to play for Scotland A shot everybody, he said g- a g- shot. Give everybody a shot and Charlie's reply Mark was It's not a set of swings <laughs> Charlie McGrew is one of the funniest players I've ever played with, and he, he tell he's got lines like that and stories like that every day, and he, he just and he's such a good storyteller as well. So he'll just stand up and just burst into a story for 10, 15 minutes. And, and I guess because he's experienced now as well, there's there's going to be no shyness at all about going into that new dressing room. I bet he took over from day one with the storytelling and the jokes and all the rest of it. Do you know what he came in and he, he just kind of minded his but first couple of days he just kind of found right. his feet and uh, yeah, but then once I once he found his feet he was uh, just cleared the space in the middle and just gone. But no, he's a, he's a great guy, great player, been great for us and. And as I say, potentially even better with stories in the changing room. How how are things this season? Because you had a disappointing day at Aberdeen in the first game of the season, and early in the season there's a the small sample size. You you kind of have to do snap judgments. We don't have to, but fans will. Um, a lot of doom and gloom, and then you go and pull off that result against Rangers, which will just flip things completely. There's a lot of interest around the club because you've got what's been labelled a bold appointment, and Thomas Court's been the new manager. Lauren Shankland is now. Gone off to Belgium How, how are you feeling generally About the season ahead? No, we're feeling good We're feeling confident I think the biggest thing for us Was obviously the gaffer coming in And as you say It was a bit of a shock appointment I think it was kind of on the cards I think Almost social media Kind of knew before We did as players I think the, the, the murmurings were there And everybody was saying That they'd heard Through various sources That it was going to happen And, and we were always Kind of the last to find out So when the gaffer came in We'd obviously worked before He'd been in about the club We all knew about him We knew what type of guy he was And we were excited by it It was something different it was, He kind of had meetings With all the players Something we could buy into And uh, again after the Aberdeen game We kind of felt as though We'd maybe let him down a bit Because everything we good Pre-season had been great The preparation had been great We'd come through the, the group stages Of the League Cup Which we have not done In a good couple of years And then we put that performance in And it, it kind of As you know It comes off the rails a bit And everybody's starting to To kind of come across Well it was the wrong appointment It was this It was that And and uh, we wanted to get some good results and, and as you say we go and, and we go and beat Rangers I think the first time we beat them for something like 18 months or something and again as I said earlier on the show it was a, a well deserved victory it wasn't a, a smashing grab we, we were in the game for large parts of it and it, it was a real for me I mean I was, as I said I was a sub watching it and it was a great game to watch we, we were well worth the victory so it's uh, getting that has bought us time I think I think everybody's kind of said you know what these guys actually are a bit more credible maybe than we've gave them credit for the, the decent side and and um, obviously then Lauren Shankland departs for, for pastures anew and, and we need to find a, almost a new talisman and, and uh, somebody that scored goals and I think you look no further than Nicky Clark and the, the job he'd done when he went in and played against Rangers and, and led the line magnificently for mm-hmm. us so no, we're excited, we feel as though we've got a good squad as you said, we, we just added a couple of players today and uh, I think we're hoping to add a couple of more but no, we're feeling confident and, and feeling ready for the season Yeah, St Johnson at the weekend we'll get Mark's thoughts on that later I'm sure it's 01419511025 let's bring in Craig who's a Rangers fan sum up your feelings after last night Craig uh, How you doing gents? Um, I, well I'm relieved um, I'm relieved that we got the, the win especially after um, uh, how poor the, the performance is particularly in the first half which in some ways 
frustrates me because I shouldn't be sitting here relieved that we've managed to beat Alaskair one nothing at Ibrox. You know, Hughes, absolutely spot on. We should have seen them off quite comfortably last night. Um, and it's a measure of the type of team they are that even with us down to 10 men, they were quite happy for the clock to be ran down and to get back to Armenia um, with a 1-0 defeat to 10 men at Ibrox. That's the level of, of team you're playing against. So we really should have... Um, be a lot more comfortable um, what I don't think helps and I'm not sure if it's been referenced yet in the show is the fact that John Lindstrom an experienced player in my opinion is inexcusable um, with getting himself sent off it was utter stupidity you know, you're not dealing with a young kid who's you know inexperienced is not played at those kind of levels who's getting his first chance you're dealing with an experienced guy who's played in the best league in the world in the Premier League rubbed shoulders and played against some of the best players knows what it's all about um, and, and he makes such stupid mistakes with two yellow cards in the space of 10 minutes and the first one you know fine it's a professional foul you get away with that that's what happens um, the second one is needless you know he's not under any pressure he loses the ball and then he pulls the, the, the player back inexplicably in the halfway line when there's plenty of cover and plenty of ground for them to cover so you know you can't legislate for things like that either but it's a a symptom of where we are right now um, and I think the biggest worry for me is we all know over the last couple of years that Stevie G's been in charge we've had a few sticky patches um, you know we've had the 1-0 defeats to Hamilton at Ibrox and, and times like that but throughout that the one thing that's been consistent has been the form in Europe we've always played well in Europe you know since Gerard came in through from qualifiers right through and we're not even turning up in Europe now That that's the real worry for me because you know, to have a level of consistency in Europe for years and now we're not even bothered to show up. We've not played a full 90-minute game in Europe, in my opinion. We've not showed up. That's the concern. And I can't explain why that is. And um, and I think that's what leaves us dumbfounded. Um, obviously, there was a Celtic fan on earlier talking about them. Yeah, the fact they're playing really well irritates you further because the better they're playing and the worse you're playing leading into the old firm, the more concerned you become going into that game as well um, so right now I think we're in a, a we've experienced a catalogue of errors and a lack of leadership for experienced players in the team as well that are really letting us down Hugh the, the bigger picture here because we said that earlier in the week we, we kind of preempted this managers players when they face the press will always talk about that one game at a time it's the worst phrase no one likes to hear it mm-hmm. but you, you kind of understand why they say it but everyone knows that for the next week or so that, that was, it wasn't the case Rangers are going to have to come back from Armenia And then play Celtic Obviously Every football fan knows You would rather Not have to Bust a gut For 90 minutes With all your heavy hitters In Armenia yeah. And then come back But last night kind of Means that, that That is now going to Have to be the case You yeah. would imagine Let themselves down on all fronts They had the, the, the squad The ability To wipe the floor With Alice Kert uh, And And uh, you know, I'm not being disrespectful. They are light years apart and Rangers should have wiped the floor with them. Now, with regard to Lundstrom, last Friday night he scores against Inferman in the in the uh, Premier Sports Cup at Ibrox and gives it the old patting with the badge and all the rest of it. Uh, next home game makes a fool of himself and Craig and the other Rangers supporters are not interested in badge kissers. They, they need people to achieve... Stephen Gerrard didn't achieve what he achieved in Europe by 
fooling around and getting themselves sent off before the first 45 minutes been played. So I think Lundstrom's Rangers career begins today and all of the Rangers players will have to go to Dingwall. Again, I mean no disrespect, but players, and I'll ask Mark the question, you know, Dingwall, lunchtime, Sunday, it doesn't exactly light everyone up, does it? Absolutely not. And Dingwall can be a hard place to go, especially when you're on a, or on a form where you're... you're they're not struggling I mean I was going to say Well you're struggling Rangers are not struggling Just now they're, they're still getting results They're just not Getting the results In the fashion That they did last season But yeah it, I mean I think every game I think we've, we showed that At Dundee United When Rangers went there That every game in Scottish football Has the potential to trip you up The fact that Craig could use the word Relieved And he's admitted it himself mm. He shouldn't have to be Using that word But For a supporter to say Relieved To have beaten Alice Kurt is incredible uh, Stephen Gerrard also speaking today Tipping Janino Bakuna to be a big player for the club That signing was announced last night He says they will need to be patient though He's not played a lot of football this season He's a really big talent um, Everyone should be really excited and looking forward to seeing him play I think we have to be patient with him He hasn't played much football of late I think his last game was the 15th of June um, We believe he's a big talent He just needs the right support around him He needs the right environment to keep progressing and growing and um, I believe we've got the right staff and the right players in the dressing room to help him keep progressing. But really looking forward to seeing him play. He's an attacking midfielder. He's got good range of passing. Um, he's a powerful boy. likes taking it up to people and now playing. So um, he's got a lot of tools in his locker. Um, if he can put everything around that and we can give him the right place to evolve, um, he should be a big player for this club. Remake of that signing, Craig, and what about recruitment in general, ins and outs, and what's to come in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, well, I think um, obviously time will tell um, uh, whether he's a, a good signing or not, um, as is always the case. But you know, we need to wait to see him in the, the park. I reckon it's an area of the pitch where we've got an awful lot of cover um, for. So you know, it was certainly interesting to see how he he fights for the uh, for his place because I think that's a key thing when you've got a lot of players. Um, for positions that you want them to go out there and put in performances and, and fight for that shirt. And I think, you know, when you look at somebody like Scott Wright, for example, um, he absolutely has done that. I mean, I'll tell you right now, he would be my starting 11 on Sunday against Ross County, no questions asked, um, because he's been that good. Um, so, yeah, you need to see that. In terms of recruitment, I think, you know, I still expect us to lose at least one key player. Um, who that is, I'm not sure, but. I think we will, um, albeit the amount we get for them, you know, will be as much predicated on um, their ability and the form that they're in as well. Um, that does play a part in a price tag for people. Um, so I think we'll need to see where that yeah. goes. But it's we need to keep keep players because we've got a lot of big games coming up, and you know, yes, and Thursday we're going to have to take a full squad, but. I think we have to accept Celtic aren't home and hosed either so they're still going to need to take a full squad the difference being we've got a hell of a lot longer of a journey to make Yeah I think it's just the travel that, that people are, are kind of focusing on Craig they're saying Scott Wright would be in the, his team at the weekend Mark you, you mentioned earlier he's a former teammate of yours you even lived together for a while we always hear what's the phrase about it's harder to play for the old firm than, than against him you know you go there and it's the new expectation and he's a guy who has had injuries and hasn't maybe had that kind of run of, of games that he would have liked but will he still back himself and believe that he can go in and be Rangers' main man? And if he has to keep Ryan Kent out of the team, then so be it. Absolutely. And I think but I think that there's also a way to go in and do that. There's a way to go into a Rangers change room and, and a Rangers squad that's got the players they've got and, and say, look, I'm here and I'm here to start and I'm, and I'm here to kind of 
stamp my authority on this team and, and I think having spoke to him he's certainly doing that and I think even more than speaking to him you hear the noises that are coming out of the Rangers you hear Gerard speaking about him you hear other players speaking about him and, and he's held in high regard already and he's ticking all the boxes in terms of work rate and effort and desire and passion and, and all of that and they're givens or they're supposed to be givens but there's players that, that don't give mm-hmm. you that and I think when, when you can see that honesty from a player and you see that work rate then it's a great start and, and it's something that endears you to the fans and I think certainly for me somebody who's looking from the outside in who doesn't have a vested interest in Rangers it, they certainly seem to be fans that, that are certainly taking mm-hmm. to him and, and um, I feel as though he is a player that can go and be a, a huge player for the next couple of years Thank you to Craig it's a great time to get your call in because I'm going to rustle up this full time teaser and we could be speaking to you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard at this time every night You send a question in to us We put it to the pundits And we try and Bamboozle them Between now and the end of the show This will be interesting this one Because Keevan's not very good at them I'll be honest right Now I know you're an intellectual You're a smart guy Does that How's your football trivia? I'm a weakness Oh great oh, Brilliant oh. Okay <laughs> now he tells I was us. hoping Hugh was going to sort this what, what was it you were telling us During the break You're allowed to share that You've, you, you're a, You are an intellectual You've been studying Away from football previously I do I actually finished my studies So I've got a degree In mechanical engineering I'm told that My, my dulcet tones Don't sound like somebody That is a qualified engineer But <laughs> Honestly you that's, that's impressive oh, yeah. So I've just checked The full time teaser It's got nothing to do With mechanical engineering oh, So you, you, you might be You might be on your own Is that the plan For after football Or are you, you still In the coaching Yeah I know it's, There's an option To be honest it's, I've, I've just I always wanted When I was a young player I always thought well, I want to have options I want to have something That's completely separate From football And then hopefully Do my badges And, and have something football So I'm not kind of Held to account Or held to kind of mm-hmm. This is all I can do And I'm forced down one path So that's that's kind of where I'm at just now Man with his head screwed on mm. Hugh Keevans Honestly Right I, I, I think this is quite tough So I apologise But it was topical So we kind of had to use it tonight The crazy pony sent it in He says it's the big five derby Between Wraith Rovers and Dunfermline Tonight mm-hmm. So can you name the last Ten Scottish top flight managers Who have played For either Wraith Rovers Or Dunfermline I did say it was tough I actually feel guilty Giving you this that's question good. Mark Reynolds will never come back He's looking at me like What, have you, what am I involved in here the last 10 Scottish top flight managers who have played a game, played for either Wraith Rovers or Dunfermline. I think once you get a couple, you'll kind of get into the swing of it. Don't be alarmed that they're not jumping out at you at the moment. Anything at all initially? My initial reaction is to look straight at you. <laughs> oh, don't ask him for help, you we must be joking. We, we don't go back as far as Alec Ferguson, do we? No, 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 no. no. no nowhere near it, no. I'll give you a clue, there is... One of them is currently in the top flight. Uh, we'll call it Stephen Glass. Is it just a guess? Uh huh. Because he's like the, one of the newest ones. Yeah. Right, okay, well done. Yeah, he played for Dunfermline. Right. Any more? No, silly question. Right, we'll leave it there. Uh, let, let's bring in Paul on the line. Paul, what's your point for the guys tonight? I don't know if you'll get much out of them, um, even less than usual, because they're going to be distracted for the next half an hour. But take it away anyway. Yeah, that, that, that teaser is a bit of a, a killer. Um, just uh, good to have Mark on the show. Just uh, another model anecdote that his dad, uh, well, made our PE teacher, got us the best wind up ever uh, because we used to take our eyes out of him and told us we were all going to the Scotland game at Anfield. Uh, when Ken Lee scored the winner and uh, we're all jumping about uh, got got his own back with that one so if you, if you ask your dad about it Mark, hold on so, so you actually weren't and he just told you that you were 
Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, we, we basically destroyed him for a year <laughs> as a PE teacher and a, a football manager. He was playing with Queen's Park at the time. He came into the gym hall and said, guys, guys, you need to go home at lunchtime and ask your parents' permission. We're going down to Anfield tonight to watch Scotland versus Wales in the, 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 the World Cup qualifier. And uh, we were all dancing about the, you know, high five. I don't know if he did high fives then. <laughs> and then he was just like, "That's that'll get you all back for uh, <laughs> for the target." Does that and sound about it, right, Mark? Does that sound like something he would do? That sounds like my childhood. Uh, Honestly, that, that's a tough school, Paul. That is a tough school. <laughs> and he was not a bad player in his time as well. So give him, give him that one. Anyway, so my my, my point is a uh, couple of points about the transfer window coming to a close. How that's going to affect. Uh, both Celtic and Rangers there, there doesn't seem to be a lot uh, happening on the Rangers end and Celtic seem to be still to be pretty active and I understand that they will want to offload perhaps Edward maybe Ryan Christie uh, but I don't think that their, their budget depends on that um, whereas the noises that you hear is that uh, I, I don't know if Rangers actually put it on their, their accounts that they would need to sell players or whatever and there doesn't seem to be anything in the, in the the media about that about the about you know the mm-hmm. effect it's going to have. So uh, if you look at in, in Lundstrom and, and the lad they brought in, I, I don't don't seem to be sort of uh, you know household names. So so that was my first point just about. Hugh, how do you expect the transfer window to pan out? We're at that stage now where Paul's right. You know, months ago you have all these ideas of oh well, I mean Edward will obviously go and ah oh, mm-hmm. Morelos will go as well because you know we talk about this every transfer window. And then when you get 10 days out You start thinking Or 11 days Whatever it is Maybe they won't I don't know what do First you think? of all I'd have to say um, In Rangers case Rangers said they had to establish A player trading model They cannot keep bringing people in And not having anyone go out But At the same time Is there a market For any of the players Currently at Ibrox I know we all make assumptions uh, About Alfredo Morelos And indeed at Celtic Park With Odson Edward but Stephen Gerrard is on record as saying that he has not had one serious telephone call about anybody. So from Rangers' perspective, they brought in uh, Bakuna. I cannot for the life of me see anyone else joining them between now and the end of the window. They should be thinking about getting someone out to adhere to the player trading model. With regard to Celtic, they have... Uh, Done reasonably well so far I still have serious, serious misgivings About Starfelt But uh, they're now uh, Hoping to bring in the Greek striker um, I, I won't attempt his name as yet Oh go on uh, I'll, just call, Maybe him, later, I'll just call him Georgius Because that's his first name that's Georgius, that works. Uh, f- Who plays football in the Netherlands uh, They're apparently close to a deal For Liam Scales from Shamrock Rovers Yes Um so they do have work to do uh, Ange Postacoglu knows And has stated for weeks That they need players in They must get the defence sorted out Or there's no point in talking about A challenge to Rangers Because the defence as it stands at the moment Cannot sustain the, mm. the league race well, It looks like Josip Juranovic's Medical is imminent yeah. Now or about to happen Certainly in the next few hours Couple of days So that that's one that looks like It will happen Paul As a Celtic fan Have you I wonder if you've gone from Odson Edward will definitely Leave this window To Maybe he won't Or are you still convinced That that is something that will happen um, 
Well, I don't know if there'll be pressure from Paris Saint-Germain for the sell-on clause. I don't think they really need the money, but I noticed that it's mostly French clubs that have been linked to him, so I don't know if that, that has any bearing on that. Um, he certainly, you know, you know, I'm a big Edward fan, and it was quite exciting to see him and, uh, and Kyogo, um, you know, uh, linking up. But, yeah, I, th- I think he will go. I think, I think the guy needs to go. But I, I was more... Um, I know that you talk about the player trading model, uh, Hugh, but I think the Rangers' uh, strategy went further than that. I think they said in their last AGM or whatever that they would need to sell players to balance the books. And again, there doesn't seem to be any 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 noise about that, um, whether it's been downplayed or, or where that leads. Well, the, the, they've got two choices then. Um, you know, they they do not sell anyone either. As a voluntary decision Or an involuntary decision Because nobody came in for Embry uh, And they go and try to win the league Gain automatic uh, qualification For the group stages of the Champions League And therefore Are able to balance the books But you're quite right The last uh, Risk and reward Yeah um, the, the last figures they published Last November uh, The best part of £18 million Pre-tax Mark is that what makes the title race this year Extremely fascinating Because last year it was all about either getting 10 or stopping 10 And people in in the lead up to that It was almost as if once that's done Everyone can go back to normal and and take a breath And it's just a normal title race But actually we've now got a a totally different incentive Where it looks like the winner will get automatic Entry to the Champions League group stages Which is massive for our teams no, huge, absolutely And as you say, the, the, the narrative in Scottish football is always changing There's always a new story There's always <clears throat> sorry, something keeping it fresh So yeah, it, it's a huge, I think as you say, huge financial reward And ultimately it can shape the course of the season for, for mm-hmm. either club uh, Thank you Paul, it was nice to speak to you That was Paul on 01419511025 Anything came to you on the Jackie McNamara Yes, well done Luke Evans, he played for Dunfermline And of course was Dundee United manager Craig Levine No Oh um, Ian McCall No I know Mark Reynolds Very quiet at the moment yeah, I'm just trying to read you his notes eh? Right okay Good <laughs> luck so it's, Just re- reiterate the question so, Is it current or No so the last 10 Scottish top flight managers Who have played a game Who have played for either Wraith Rovers or Dunfermline right. So it so happens That Stephen Glass is there At the moment But the rest of the guys Are all Former managers In Scotland's top flight I'll give you a clue We're probably not going back all since sort of 2010 onwards yeah. and So incidentally All during your playing career Really Perfect. So just go through The opposition dugouts And try and think Did he play for them Fairman or Wraith and, and so on Since 2010 well, no, that, that is very Very broad I'm, I'm not Don't hold me to that But what I'm saying is We're not going back to um, Alex Ferguson Or anything like that uh-huh. Okay um, Let's bring in Martin Who is in Lark Hall Hi Martin Hiya, um, how are you all tonight? Good, thank good. you. Good, are you well? Yeah, I'm doing good, good. doing good. What's your point tonight? Um, I actually heard Hugh turn around and say um, there was a lot of Celtic fans that didn't meet Anthony Ralston. Uh, I will say I eat humble pie with some some of the names that I've said won't make it at Celtic, but not with Anthony Ralston. I've, I, I've always had his back. Um, I just wanted to... Really say that <laughs> Do you know what he's, he's such an old cynic Martin he's, sh- he's shaking his head He doesn't believe you Why didn't you call in When he was out of the team then <laughs> Maybe he did <laughs> I, I did 
<laughs> I mean, he did only play one game last season, Martin. So, what what was your thought process then? Why was he not in the team? Why why is everyone else so surprised at the turnaround then? If if you knew all along he had in him, I, I generally don't know. Um, again, it's it's game time. It gives a lot of confidence, and the more game time that. Uh, and I cannot say second name, so I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> um, I, the more game time that he's gave Ralston, uh, the more confident he's gotten. But I, I'm the same with uh, James Forrest. I was a huge promoter of his when it came to a lot of players giving them stick. Um, I've a, a, a lot of fans giving them stick. Sorry, um, I've always had those two boys' backs and. I, I'm starting to get proved right with both of them. What about the? Give us an insight into the, the what goes on in a player's career, Mark. Because we are we are very simple on the outside. It will be like a player's either good or they're not. You know they're either playing well or they're not. But for Anthony Ralston, who's now asked to do a very specific fullback role, we're talking about these inverted fullbacks. We don't really see too much of that. Is that such a different job to the extent we're actually? That really suits him and, and what he was asked to do previously doesn't can, can it can it be as extreme as that? I think it'll play a part in it I think certainly Given that specific role That he's got all the attributes That kind of suit that But also I think a new manager comes in And managers are going to Players they like And players they don't like They're going to Players that they want to Kind of promote And players are going to Give chances Or more chances to Than other players So I think there's a huge number Of factors that come into play For a player being good Or deemed not so good And even, even further than that There's kind of External factors I think as we all know, time marches on and every year you're a year more experienced, you're a year older mm -hmm. and guys at that age, they're a year more mature as well physically as a defender, a year can be a huge difference, a year in and about a Celtic first team where, where you're constantly working under sports science, where you're constantly getting fitter and stronger and sharper, there's loads of things and I think it's it's great that we can kind of just simplify that down to say almost the new manager's come yeah. in and he's been great but I'm, I'm sure um, he's been working away in the background and he's been waiting for his opportunities and, and uh, as we said as well he, he said all the kind of things in his career that have, that have hampered him he's been out on loan and, and he's taken setbacks and he's, he's accepted failures and, and he's used that to grow some people use it and it, and it finishes him he's, yeah. he's stepped on from it and, and Celtic are obviously reaping the rewards from that Furuhashi's story has overtaken everything else that would appear at Celtic Park however Tom Rogic or Tommy Rogic as uh, Ange Postacoglu calls him I mean, he was way out the picture as well Way out the picture A real talent, but had gone out of the picture And yes, it's two Australians getting together And that obviously helps But he's coaxed terrific football out of Rogic uh, He's making players like Callum McGregor Even better Ryan Christie Even better In the, the case of the young players Like Adam Montgomery Who come on midweek He clearly sees something in him so there, there are other stories beyond the blinding success of Kyogo Furuhashi. Thank you, Martin. It was nice to hear from you. Jim Gallagher's on Twitter. He says that's a terrible teaser for a Friday night and he's got mm. the wee um, head exploding emoji. Is, Bri is Brian Rice one of them? Brian Rice is one of them. So he was the Hamilton boss and he played for Dunfermline. Is James McPeak on it? No. Oh. Did you mention Jackie McNamara? He yeah. did. That's one. Any more? Any more? 
Yeah. Give you some thinking time We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Been a quick show tonight We've still got Dundee United Captain Mark Reynolds And Hugh Keevans here We've not scared them off Just yet With this teaser Although I accept It is very difficult If you want to get your Questions in You want to hear your questions On the show They don't need to be this hard By the way But send them over To full time At Clyde One Dot com. So that's where they go And hopefully I'll get the chance to read them out So the Crazy Pony sent this one in And he says Can you name the last 10 Scottish top flight managers Who've played for either Wraith or Dunfermline Now it's topical because the sides meet in the Fife Derby tonight In Kirkcaldy 7.45 Kick-off, so kicking off in, in about a minute's time You've got Stephen Glass Who played for Dunfermline So did Brian Rice So did Jackie McNamara And I give you Jim McIntyre well done Dundee boss played for them Thurman Mark um, Reynolds Did you get any during I've the got, break? I've got my, my full back paper has got one name on it <laughs> <laughs> And that name is? Gus McPherson Yes well done Gus played for them Thurman And Danny Lennon Danny Lennon Played for Wraith Rovers He'd have been there at the same time As our very own Gordon DL I'm sure So one, two, three Four to get uh, One I don't think you'll get Even if you were here until Christmas but a couple of others maybe Just maybe um, Let's do some more of today's stories St Mirren Got a bit of a, an unfortunate situation on their hands tomorrow Hugh, Jim Goodwin mm. Won't be able to go to the game tomorrow at Celtic Park He has tested positive for coronavirus It goes without saying we, we wish him well His health is clearly the most important thing um, But on a footballing context He won't be there tomorrow and uh, the, the players will feel his loss uh, Once again Hope you're Keeping well Jim um, Celtic On an absolute high This is the game before AZ Alkmaar So you don't want any slip ups uh, The Ange Postacoglu philosophy Is Motion Perpetual motion And you can see in the latter stages of games The last 15 minutes uh, It's taken a lot out of the Celtic players But for the 75 minutes which have gone before then The crowd are loving it So They will start against St Mirren Very mm. keen to continue the unbeaten run Prior to going to the Netherlands Again On paper Celtic should have too much for St Mirren tomorrow you had a similar situation Didn't you Dundee United Was that last season Mickey Mellon And some of the coaching staff Missed the game We would have loved To just have the manager out We had the full Senior coaching staff Every single Yes The manager Assistant manager First team coach Goalie coach That's very different then What was that like uh, Crazy I think you, you kind of You do appreciate the manager Just what he brings On the match day And, and the difference Kind of I've not been there But yeah Again he They were in isolation For the full week Leading up to it So Again, just very difficult as managers well, Certainly my experience as managers I've had have been very reactive to how training's been mm -hmm. How the mood in the camp's been How the feeling of the changing room is So for them to be completely taken away from that And it was a gaffer, the current gaffer That's right, yeah Come yeah. in and, and took things And again, probably which was strange Now that he is the manager you, We could see then that what he wanted to do How he wanted to play But was almost shy He actually, I don't know if, if I'm allowed to say this But he actually came in when he came in He says, you know, when I took over it He says it was like taking another man's wife to dinner He's like, look, it was just <laughs> He just felt so, like I shouldn't have been doing it And uh, yeah, you could see he wanted to kind of do What he wanted to do I mean, I remember he pulled me at half time We pulled a back three um, 
Against Livingston um, It wasn't going great But it, it kind of We had a game plan And, and the gaffer The now gaffer Had, uh, had kind of outlined Look here's how I see the game going Kind of it was going exactly to plan As, as he'd kind of envisioned it And uh, he says look The next 15-20 minutes We'll start stepping into it We'll start exploiting spaces They'll start doing this They'll start doing that And Mickey Messaged him and said I want to change to a four And the gaffer pulled me And he says I want to keep it as a three And I says look It's a huge decision I says but ultimately we can't do it so and he, he kind of just conceded and says no you're right it's not yeah. my, my time but yeah it was a, a strange strange you think, game you think for St Mirren tomorrow with it with it just being Jim Goodwin is that not it's not ideal obviously is that is that more manageable Will because he, he'll you I know. think so yeah because I think because his staff obviously know what he, again but he the, the manager ultimately is the final say and, and is going to be the one that makes the kind of big calls but yeah having your, 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 the rest of your staff there they'll know kind of they'll mm. be able to second guess what he's going to do so they'll uh they will, they'll know what, what he would do Substitutions he would make And again With the power of kind of The TV and cameras and stuff you, you can see it all anyway So he's got pretty much a live feed Where he can kind of chip in As yeah. and when needed They haven't started the season Terribly well St Mirren Gone out uh, of the cup last weekend On penalties uh, Lost to Hearts at uh, Paisley um, They will simply have to go And dig in against Celtic And the tens of thousands Who will be there Celtic will want a clean sheet I think mm. uh, uh, Apart from three points They will want yeah. a clean sheet Because everyone has drawn attention to the fact that Brilliant going forward Suspect at the back Well St Mirren assistant Lee Sharp says They will be in constant contact with Jim Goodwin During the game tomorrow uh, He says that the manager will clearly still have a big input Yeah he's he's okay He's okay at the moment he's got A bit of a cough he said But other than that he's uh, I think more frustrated than anything else No doubt he'll be on the phone to to someone uh, I think They'll be on the phone To one of the guys uh, They'll have him obviously And have him in his ear In their ear um, And he'll just Communicate through Watching the game And maybe bits that he sees That we don't see So yeah It'll be fine In terms of that So yeah it's, it, we, Last season was Kind of similar Although he was there He was suspended For a couple of games And it worked that way So so it'll be similar Other than uh, He'll not actually be um, In the stadium I see the wonders of modern technology Make all this possible Hugh oh. I feel like I'm obliged every time we get a new guest in For you to get it out And it's the Nokia I'm talking about yes, by yes, the way yes. Show Mark what you are producing You ever seen anything like that in 2021? They're almost indestructible I've got nothing but praise for the Nokia phones yeah. Outrageous Honestly yes. So the thought of someone Being able to live stream the game And stay in contact with Jim Goodwin That, that must I remember walking one of my grandchildren through a park in London he's in his pram I'm pushing the pram and my son has shown me a Scottish football match on his phone as we walk along and and your mind was just blown how did that happen? we were sitting in the office earlier and he, the, the Nokia goes it's very loud he doesn't know how to put it on silent it either is on or it's off right so it was on and loud and he says ah oh, look at this they're trying to upgrade me to a Samsung Galaxy something or other and it's just flip something or other it's never, never, a, never a dull day so hopefully the wonders of modern technology work for St Mirren and Jim Goodwin tomorrow um, Livy Mullerwell Another interesting one Hugh the Well again You know um, Sadly for Graham Alexander the, the the away fans Turned on him At Dundee last week uh, And they're not happy With what's going on So High standards That's all it is Well you know He'll need to get Something at Livy uh, To keep the fans at bay These things have a, a Tendency to grow They become bigger And bigger It becomes the monkey On your back David Martindale, you know, this man is capable of doing anything and uh, he'll fancy his chances. 
Big afternoon for Graham Alexander We had the Motherwell fan on Beat the pundit earlier Mark That says he gives you dogs abuse Every time you go back to Fir Park That's not enough to sour the, the experience Is there still a wee soft spot And eye you keep out for where it all started no, Absolutely Motherwell have always been my team Then uh, as, as I was saying to you during one of the breaks it's, It breaks my heart to celebrate when I score against them But also at the same time I absolutely love it So <laughs> yeah no, I love seeing Motherwell doing well Obviously when you're a professional footballer Not at the expense of the, the team you're playing for mm. But yeah I like seeing Motherwell doing well. I like them good performances, and as you said there, that they're used to being in Europe. They're kind of since I, I broke through, and they see we, I think we finished eleventh under Morris Malpass, and then Mark McGee came in, and we were regularly going in European joints. So they're used to good football. They're used to free flowing football. They're used to going in and, and enjoying their, their match day experience. So no, it's nice to see them doing well, and. It's nice to see them kind of up the league, just tucked in below Dundee United. <laughs> Thought you might finish with that one. Um, I'm part of the reason we've got you here on a Friday night because you're obviously on, on Sunday duty this week, um, and unfortunately you're up against everyone's second favourite team. That that's the way that's the the tags and Johnson have adopted. How good were they again last night? Unbelievable, yeah, brilliant. And I think they're almost becoming the team that, that I think or I imagine every manager was saying that's what we need yeah. to be. I mean, I think the only way they bettered last season is, is a domestic treble, which is incredible. But yeah, great, good players kind of know what they're about, work hard for each other, like play some good football as well. It's, I mean, I think you, you kind of it's a bit disrespectful sometimes when people say, "Oh, they're, they're hard workers and they graft and they're honest and they play some nice football." Mm -hmm. Yeah, they want to turn the ball in behind. Yeah, they'll look for opportunity to get behind you. But also, when the ball drops and they're up the pitch, that they'll pop it about. I mean, the Wotherspoon, they've got other good players that, that will move the ball about and. And play well Stevie May A guy who I know Very well from Aberdeen Who's, who's a, an accomplished goal scorer In the Scottish Premier So yeah A good team Hopefully We uh, we, we beat them on Sunday And, and um, everybody hates us For beating everybody we, They might be tired You never know We, we, we keep saying this that Dundee United are taking 3,000 fans To McDermott Park I could believe that I mean I think, Again With the whole Covid situation I think Fans are just glad to be back And again If you'd sat down And asked us to write a script Of how we could Bring fans back It would have been A home tie Against Rangers 1-1-0 one one I mean if that doesn't mm. Wet your appetite for football Then nothing will So absolutely I think the fans Will come in numbers I think hopefully They're buying into What we're doing at Dundee United They're buying into The new manager They're buying into the players And, and hopefully it's something As, as you all know Momentum's huge in football mm. And if we can keep building and, and getting better And putting in performances That people want to come and see then it could be a great season for us The biggest compliment you can pay St Johnson Hugh Was getting a draw away at Lask last night It wasn't even really a surprise And, oh. and it was quite, It was an accomplished away European performance It wasn't like they got battered and escaped with a one all draw Far from it They are now at the stage where they, they, it doesn't surprise you And that's, that's high praise And that for me that is due in huge part to Callum Davidson A man with two trophies in one season at a club who'd only won one major trophy in their existence uh, It's down to him And Perth was never a, a rocking football town But it is now mm. Right, I think we're going to have to round off this teaser I suspect I'd need to give you to another hour at this But we don't have it We've got about, about a minute Can you name the remaining three of the last ten Scottish top flight managers Who've played for either Wraith or Dunfermline Stephen Glass, Brian Rice, Jim McIntyre, Jackie McNamara, Danny Lennon, Gus McPherson is Jack Ross there? No, there is a there is a caveat for him. He signed for Dunfermline but never played. There you go. I knew you said so that was close. That's about as close as you can get. Right, I'll need to give you clues. Former Ross County manager who played for Dunfermline. I'm surprised you've not got this one. Also played for Motherwell, but a good bit before your time, Mark, it has to be said. Ross County 
Oh you know this guy well Hugh Honestly Good managerial career down south as well With Burnley No Owen, Owen Coyle Owen Coyle Coyley He'll be on the phone Come to on. you later on uh, Right Former Dundee manager Played for Wraith And is now the manager of Cove Paul, Paul Hartley. Hartley Paul Hartley Right we're getting there I mean the clues are pretty In the last one Are just going to spell the last one out for us? I think you <laughs> might need to His surname is a month of the year And he played for Eddie May the, Oh there we go I didn't need any more Eddie yeah. May We got there in the end Oh no, no there's one more There's one more Who is the guy That was the Ross County manager But he moved upstairs uh, Played for Dunfermline Oh come on It was like last season I should know this You I definitely should play. I must say I, I can, I can, I can see that You're just standing uh, at the back And not and paying any attention Oh Stuart Kettlewell No the other one uh, <laughs> They were jo- they were co-managers I know Stephen Yes Stephen Oh my goodness This is like pulling teeth Oh my Stephen. god Ferguson Honestly yeah. Up the road you two Mark Reynolds It was a pleasure yeah. Thank, Thank you. you Hopefully we've not put you off for life And we'll maybe do it again sometime Perfect. Hugh Keevans Can't get rid of you I'll be seeing you tomorrow We're on here at 2 o'clock Ahead of another big weekend Across Scottish football Thank you for all your calls and tweets It was a pleasure as always We are back tomorrow Make sure you join us then And you can really get your weekend started next I know Hugh Keevans is the man that puts you In the mood for the weekend But GBX is up next He'll just add to it